Episode 19. This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host, our dad, Chandler Barron. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here in Sales Paradise. For today's episode, we have another one of our sales rep industry spotlights. I wanted to add these type of episodes to the mix for a couple of reasons. First, I wanted to introduce different sales reps to you all and and let them tell us about their story. Second, I wanted to introduce a lot of different industries and sales niches to you. So many people get into sales because of whatever company might have even had an opening at the time they were sending out resumes. You know, there wasn't much strategy involved and there wasn't much knowledge about what was really out there or where you wanted it to take you as part of your 10-year plan. You know, as I've coached sales reps working on their performance, questions about my experience in surgical sales and working with surgeons during surgery comes up quite a bit. I'm asked, what was it like being in surgery while a patient was being operated on? Or a lot of questions on how to get into pharmaceutical sales or software sales like I've done as well. So even though I specialize in helping sales reps become better at the strategy of selling, I've learned that this is an important facet of their success, finding the niche that matches their passion. You know, many times when someone learns about a different industry or sales niche, it becomes a new revelation for them because they feel like this is what they've been searching for, but didn't even realize it. I mean, there are short sales cycles, there's long sales cycles, sales jobs working in aviation, sports, luxury services, Whatever your interests are, there's probably a niche where you can make your mark. Before, you may have never have known about these type of sales niches unless you happen to have had a friend or family involved in it. You had to know someone. Well, that's what we're going to do for you. It's help you know someone that introduces you to their industry and niche. Okay, we'll go ahead and, and get to the interview. Today, I interview Leighton Key, who works for Dale Carnegie Training. Well, let's go ahead and listen to the interview. Hello, Leighton Key. Welcome to Sales Paradise. Hey, thanks, Chandler. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you join today. Well, I see that you're a sales performance consultant at Dale Carnegie Training. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your job? Yeah, so so what I have is the coolest job ever. I get to talk with people about what their what their goals are, and I really get to start building relationships with people to understand not just what I want, but what do I have to do and who do I have to be to be able to get there? And so I go with them from connecting with them, whether that be at a networking event or some a LinkedIn, whatever that may be. And I get to talk with them about their, their goals and their development. And then we work through the whole process all the way up to how do we sustain this? How do we measure our return on investment? And so really, um, really being able to, to build that relationship with clients is, is my favorite part for sure. Well, so once you actually reach out to someone, um, what's the time frame typically before they actually start working with you? So we, uh, <laughs> it's funny, we actually just measure, measured this a, a couple weeks back, and it's usually about three months for most of our clients that if they are interested, we have about three months, 90 days to be able to close that sell, usually. Now there's the other, the other 10% that's a little off, but that's about the, the timetable that we deal with. Okay. So then during that three months, um, what, 
typically happens? Are you um, reaching back out and just um, through email or are you having to go through different stages of meetings or what happens? Yeah, depending on the client and how large they are, we will have a lot of different connection points. One advice I always give is uh, if you are um, in a meeting and you have to have another meeting, go ahead and schedule it at that time. Um, and so that way the, the cycle can be a little shorter because as we know with salespeople, it's hard to get a hold of individuals, especially if they feel like they're being sold to. So being able to get that appointment set up and then usually we'll have a few um, appointments in between the final decision. Oftentimes they have to pull in other decision makers to be able to make that type of investment. Now, so then when you're reaching out to someone, um, you mentioned whether it's networking events or LinkedIn, but let's take LinkedIn. Who would you typically reach out to and how how would you frame it? I, I would always recommend that people have a target market. And so for me, my target market are decision makers and companies. So that could be a manager over a department. Um, oftentimes it's a human resources or learning and development um, or an executive in the company. And so I try to go for those higher level individuals and I'll do that filter on by name and LinkedIn to be able to filter who's by and how can I connect with them and um, just trying to be able to be a little broad but specific as much as you can. So then then when you guys let's say you're working with them and they decide they want to work um, you know be one of your customers at that point what happens as far as who uh, who do you hand it off to or do you hand it off? Yeah, so we have a project manager, depending on which sector of our, our business they're working with, and the project manager will take that, they'll create a proposal, a statement of work to be signed. Uh, we go back, have another meeting with the client, say, hey, this is what you said. Are we aligned with that? Are these goals aligned with what you want? If not, we go back, we readdress, we'll come back and, and we'll talk about it again. If so, then we'll go ahead and get everything processed at that point. Um, so I'm consistently in the sale the whole time, um, but we do have additional support people that that support us. <laughs> well, then and if someone's a customer, what, what does that mean as far as are they getting one program with you guys or is this an ongoing type of training? Depending on the client need. If the client needs something that is one time, we bring everybody together once a year and we just want something to have, um, then that might be more of a, this is the one time thing. Um, what we always encourage is if you're going to invest in some type of training, you should invest in some type of sustainment. And so being able to sustain the results that we have, um, so continuing that relationship. And oftentimes, you know, salespeople say that the slowest times of the year are summer or around Christmas. And so those are great opportunities to schedule meetings with your clients to be able to, hey, this is what we did this year. What do you want to do next year? Let's, let's go ahead and cast a vision. And if we're not part of that, it's better to know now than trying to follow up for the next six months with them. Now, well, how did you even get into this type of sale? Like what made you choose this particular type? Um, very funny. I was never intended ever to go into sales at all. Um, my degree is in biology with a concentration of health sciences. And there was this guy standing on stage and he was talking about being aware when he, you're digging in your backyards for sewage lines. And so this guy's literally talking about crap and people are just so excited, so engaged. And I was like, I want that. If I'm, if I'm going to be a motivational speaker one day, I want to be able to have that. And so I went up to him, talked to him. And he said that Dale Carnegie was something that really helped influence the way that he was communicating with people. And if I wanted to do any type of motivational speaking, go and check it out. There was one sales position and it scared me because I was biology, not sales <laughs> major. And so um, I reached out for it and I, I just followed up because I knew it was something that I could I, I could really take um, and, and go with. And so just the passion for people and, and that really aligned with the organizational goals that I uh, that I saw. 
Yeah, I, can, I can't imagine too many better um, initial uh, sales jobs as far as, you know, where you're, you're getting uh, obviously great training. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your training like, like when you started? So uh, it, it was very funny. My, my sales manager is very intentional in regards to training for a training organization. And so for the first couple weeks, uh, well, for the first three months, I was in inside sales before they transitioned me out. And so a lot of that really was memorization, because if you don't know what your product is, uh, you, it's going to be harder for you to convey that and harder for you people to understand when you don't understand yourself. And so for that first three months, it was, who are we? What do we do? And why do we do what we do? And so connecting with people that have utilized our services before so I could get stories and experiences that I could use for my next client meeting. Um, and so uh, after I got some experience with understanding who we are as an organization, then I was able to um, start connecting and setting appointments for others in our office. And then finally, I was put into outside sales just a few months after. Well, so then like with you being where you're at, what would be the next step? Do people typically go into management or are there different levels of the sales job? Yeah, so for uh, there's a couple different routes that I could go. Um, we do have sales management that probably won't be open for several years. Um, but for me, uh, we have opportunity to become trainers. And so I actually get to move into a half sales, half trainer. So I'll be connecting with the clients. I'll be going through their assessments. And then I'll actually be able to train my own clients depending on the competencies they're looking for. Oh, awesome. Well, well let's, go, um, let's go back into, I guess, the what we typically have called the last call lightning round questions. Uh, do you have any type of book that you'd like to recommend? Um, a lot of people know Dale Carnegie by his, by his How to Win Friends and Influence People book, but a lot of people don't know the book How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And so what he talks about in this book is just how to, and we're not a book company, we're a development company, um, but how to be able to manage all of these external sources that are, are bogging us down. How do we manage and filter that? And um, there was a client, he went through the course and looked at this book and he realized that he was putting everything into a box and he thought he was managing it and he was just kind of putting it aside and to the point where sometimes that box would just blow up. And being able to have a process or principles that you can go back to and understand how do I manage this situation? So one of my favorite is determine how much anxiety a thing is worth and refuse to give it any more. And so really just taking that relief off your shoulders. And as salespeople, we have a lot of stress, a lot of deadlines that we have to meet. So how to be able to, to manage that. So for any salesperson, I'd recommend How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Oh, okay, great. And is that um, as far as any additional <laughs> quote or is it? The- yeah, well, kind of what started my journey to become uh, a, a motivational speaker one day uh, is the Jim Rohn quote. Um, it's the same wind blows on us all, the winds of disaster, opportunity, and change. Therefore, it's not the blowing of the wind, but the setting of ourselves that will determine our direction in life. And so uh, everything's everything's happening on all of us, no matter what industry, no matter what who you are, everything's blowing um, on us. And so how do we set ourselves to be able to set it towards success rather than failure? And we have the choice of that. And so uh, definitely very motivational guy, Jim Rohn. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Well, so um, what, as far as I know that we had uh, chatted about this a little bit earlier, but when going to a networking event, I know that's one of the ways that you uh, will prospect or connect. Um, what are some tips that you have? One of the biggest tips that really helped me when I was networking is don't go in trying to network for yourself. That's what everybody else is doing. They're trying to go in to say, hey, who can I find? Who can I meet? Who's going to help benefit me? Because I'm, I'm, we're all egotistic 
in in one form one form or fashion. And so how be how to be able to um, when you're going to networking, ask other people what they're looking for. Who's your target market? Who's your industry? And if Joe Bob and Sally are looking for each other, I'll, I'll go and I'll connect them and I'll say, hey, Joe Bob, meet Sally. This is who you were looking for. This is why you guys continue the conversation. But be the connector. Don't be just the, the, the leech trying to, to benefit from the event, but see what you can give back. I like that. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Leighton. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me, Chandler. All right. Well, that was Leighton Key talking about his industry and, uh, and the type of sales that he does. Uh, so if there's any of you guys that would like to um, have us cover a particular industry or if you know someone that uh, works in a unique type of position, just let us know. And Or if you would like to actually be a guest, go to salesparadise.com and fill out an application. What we try to do is have a, a nice variety for the listeners. We love hearing from you and we appreciate your feedback. And until next time, thanks for joining us here in Sales Paradise. Sales Paradise.